Welcome to the new Teacher Talk podcast. We are helping you find your passion, learn your craft, and share your successes. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the house that Pablo built. <laughs> we are in the studio that Pablo built. Yes. Anyways. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Let's get going. Every uh, School's out in school's most places. Out. Congratulations, it, everybody. It is in our district. Yes, and in many around the country, but I know we have a few weeks. My wife actually has about a week and a half left. Wow. She's trying to get through. Trying yeah, to get through. Trying to make it. Yeah. yeah. She'll Didn't get she there. open house? Like, open house is tonight. Good Lord. Which is, by the time you All hear right. this, is Wednesday. It's but, over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so we thought we'd, uh, so one, apologies if today's episode seems a little disorganized. It's just the end of uh, school year, kind of hectic, uh, you know, frivolity running off into the sunset. In the Pretty summer. much like our language here, school's out, the structure and format of this show is out, just for today. <laughs> just yeah, for today. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have goosey. fun. Yeah. So we wanted to tell you um, a tip in the news, and a tip in the news relates to our previous episode, which was... Finding a teaching job. And one of the things we suggested, one of our tips was be ready to move. So. That's right. Where is this at? Fayetteville? Fayetteville Schools is doing a little hiring. In Georgia. So Fayette County. Beautiful. Beautiful. You've been. I've never been. Love Georgia. I may go. Love Georgia. So uh, there's a news article that we'd like to draw your attention to. We'll put the link in the show notes. And that news article is from thecitizen.com, which says that Fayetteville is hiring 31 new teachers, new teaching positions. 30, like 3-1. Like 31. Wow. Yeah. So hey, what good news is? Yeah, there's a little cha-ching involved there, which is nice. It's a bonus. Yeah, it's over sixty grand for um, a first-year teacher. And we're gonna get into this a little bit. We don't necessarily get into it for the money. Yeah, but a paycheck. Yeah, you know, to live by is a good thing. That's a healthy. You should be ashamed of that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, if you're interested, it's thirty minutes south of Atlanta. It's also within four to five hours of each of these locations. Nashville. Oh, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charleston. South Carolina. Carolina. And And also Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. Oh, Savannah's beautiful. Yeah. You've never been. You got to go and shout out to anybody who lives in Savannah. I love your city. Yeah. It's a half day's drive away. So I would suggest if you're in the area and you're looking for a teaching job, at least drive over there and see what it's all about. And if you like it, put in an application. Yeah, do it. Do it. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) it takes that sacrifice or... You're just looking for uh, new scene, some new scenery. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool options. It's there. Um, all right. So we were going to talk this episode related to getting a teaching job or finding a teaching job. We were going to talk about the various paths that you could take once you are in education. So um, stories of ourselves. Um, Pablo, did you ever consider being a teacher? No. Short answer, no. <laughs> Short answer, no. And... Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I was trying to think about like how softly. No, the answer is yeah. no. However, and why was that? Was it just the the disconnect from school you've talked about a few times? Yeah, there was the disconnect. The disconnect in school. But when we were preparing for the preparing for the show, I often thought like, why? Why is that? And I think um, it comes from just living in the present mostly. Hmm. And sometimes it's a good thing because you're not thinking of the future, which would mean goals. But I'm also yeah. wasn't thinking of the past, you know, thinking of, you know, going over the the trials and tribulations of my young life at the yeah. time. Yeah. I was just living in the present, just wanted to either play basketball or go out with my friends. 
I knew that even school, I was I was too young for school. Like I wasn't mentally prepared yeah. to attend university or a- any school. So that I was living in the present. And yeah. so, yeah, being a teacher was far from yeah. any of my thoughts. Same here. I didn't. I, I finished my college uh, degree in English. I didn't have a plan. I, I did not. I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to teach English. It literally did not occur to me. I, when I look back, I'm like, how could you have not? Have, I was getting married like two months after graduation. I didn't have a job. Yeah. So I never even thought about it. And shout out to the two things, to the people that um, and students or anybody who just knows they're going to be a teacher. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so cool. Yeah. So cool. And I was also, I believe, I could be wrong, but I think it was Pocket Full of Primaries YouTube channel, okay. if I'm not mistaken. I was thumbing through her comments, and I can't remember on which of her episodes on her YouTube channel, but there was a lot of kids just saying, is oh, it just right. me? Or are there yeah. other like 11 or 12-year-olds that know they want to be a teacher and they're and a lot were chiming in no me too yes me i I thought that was so cool so whatever you're doing pocket full of primary keep it going Uh, pocket full of primary is a fourth grade teacher and her actual i think youtube channel is called pocket Pocket full Full of primary Primary. so go check her out Um, that's really cool she has uh, over a hundred thousand subscribers and to know that some of them are children or looking up to her and going, that's what I want to be. What a great um, way to get exposed, uh, exposure to teaching. Obviously a good role model too. That's so, what, yeah, yeah They want to keep watching. So kudos to you. All right. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I just didn't. How about you? I, I, I mean, you talked about it. Yeah. We're, we're both, we're both here now. Yeah. But yeah. um, so what's kind of your role now? Maybe if we're going to. Yeah. Go so we, we talked about uh, in another episode how we got into teaching. But um, I was listing out the various roles I've had since becoming a teacher. So I spent about seven years in the classroom. I was a high school English instructor, but I did teach a um, a semester of special ed um, before that. But then I I found myself wanting to have more one-on-one interactions with students. And I was coaching and I was looking for these um, uh, places and and roles where I could give feedback one-on-one to students. That was very fulfilling to me. And then I saw this uh, this job posting, literally, um, hey, we need adults to work one-on-one with other adults. And um, I was like, um, you know, work one-on-one with teachers. I was like, what? How? That's, that's awesome. I want that job. And I was very happy in the classroom, and I loved my students. But I was just like, to work one-on-one with adults? That's awesome. What is that called? And so it was called in uh, California... Um, BITSA, Beginning Teacher Support and Assessment. It's BTSA. Um, it's since been um, it Another was kind acronym. of an, it was an optional program when I started, and then they made it a requirement to clear your credential. You had to complete the induction program, and um, I loved working one on one with teachers. So that was the first step beyond teaching in education. And then I know Pablo. I'm going to shift over to you, but I listed like ten other titles I've held since then. Yeah, let me go first because mine is short (laughs) and sweet. Uh, Essentially, when I became a teacher, I was a teacher and Mm. a sixth grade math, science, technology teacher for the Mm. most part, sixth, seventh, and eighth. And then um, a few years back, about four or five years ago, I think five years ago now, um, I assumed the role of a teacher on special assignment in our innovation department. 
Mm-hmm. And so the primary role w- there was to support teachers in education with education technology. Yeah. And now I oversee a few, uh, and we work in the same department, and I oversee some of our uh, TOSAs, the same job that I was in as the Education Innovation Specialist. And that's now, Teacher on Special Assignment, yeah, if TOSA, TOSA is unfamiliar. Uh, yeah, there's digital coaches, uh, all sorts of different names for yeah. the same kind of thing. But the idea is now is we are leaders in our department. And the, and I want to say this. One of the reasons it took, I, I, I was in the classroom for 13 years. Uh, there are times when some people know they want to be an administrator. That was never my case. So kudos to you as well. I do, and this is more of just a personal preference, I think, that teachers should spend a little bit more time in the classroom before they make that move. Again, um, again, my opinion. But uh, I think you need some experience with parents, with faculty, Mm -hmm. with your colleagues, for, you know, four or five years at least. I, th- yeah. I think that's a good number. If you're getting out any earlier than that, I, I'm not so sure you mm. love teaching. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I, I, yeah, well said. I, I don't know. I, I had uh, teachers I talked with uh, in, when I was a bitch of support, bits of support provider, and, like, they would be in their second year, and they're like, I want to be an administrator. And I, would, I, I just couldn't comprehend, like, how. So that meant the the classroom was just a pass-through phase for you which is okay but you need that time with with teachers um as colleagues and students and parents um i think in in order to build up one credibility two wisdom that comes only from experience um three like a diverse set of um kind of knowledge about curricular approaches and that we all know there's the thing we call the pendulum right curriculum approaches swing back and forth over time and absolutely you you taught for two years and you only use one textbook and no other approaches um as you kind of pass through the classroom quickly then you kind of have a shallow pool to draw from in terms of hands-on knowledge about the um, changes over time so yeah but in in no disrespect though to those for sure teachers or educators Mm -hmm. Who know they want to go off and lead? I think yeah. that's super. Yeah. That's so there's there's kind of like you, you called it like an equilibrium. There's an ebb and a flow, yeah. and you just gotta find that right moment. And sometimes it's just an opportunity. Yeah. Maybe you weren't quite ready, and we ourselves recommended the power of yes. So if you're in your fourth year and all of a sudden they see you as a talented leader and potential manager, yeah. and they're saying, Hey, can you maybe apply for that assistant principalship? then you should probably do it. So, yeah. you know, there, there is just the opportunities in life that you just can't pass yeah. up if that's really what you want to do. Yeah, that's well said, well said. So um, some of the other places I've landed in education, uh, literacy coach, which is one-on-one instructional coaching and small group uh, trainings, things like that. Um, then I left the school district. So that's a different experience altogether. And we won't talk that much about that, but I've worked in a few capacities outside the school district coming back inside one as a consultant uh, and trainer for culturally conscious instruction. Um, And then that's like classroom equity, things like that. And um, then I also worked as a program improvement consultant. If you're not familiar with that, if uh, for example, we had schools in California that were in program improvement status, like their test scores were low repeatedly year over year over year. And so um, 
they were required to uh, contract with an outside consultant and get services. And what I did in that role was visit with principals on a monthly basis and walk around the, the, the campus and initiate a dialogue about the things that the principal would do mm. to, to start um, shifting things in a, a new direction. Um, it was very open and reflective, uh, but we're often seen as like um, a threat from the outside. It was sure. a scary, so it was a lot of uh, interesting uh, dynamics and you had to do a lot to build relationships and trust with people um, when you're seen as an outsider. But in, in context to that, with our topic today, um, education career pathways, yeah. That's one of them. That's yeah. something outside, you know, in private business or in the private business yeah. sector that we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, there are consulting jobs out there. So just to whip through the um, uh, the rest of the titles I've held, technology professional development coach, which is kind of like the department we're in now, uh, virtual school instructor. So I've worked where um, I only saw my students once a week and then I met with them one on one as a very different uh, independent study type of environment. And then I've uh, supervised an academic English language lab. So our students who are second language learners who are on independent study would come visit me and we would have conversations to develop their language fluency because in independent study, when you're alone, it's hard to do that. So that was a unique setting. Uh, staff development for K-12 online learning, program specialist of personalized learning, coordinator of 21st century learning, and actually now um, director of innovation and instructional support. So yeah, man, it's just uh, um, it's wild to look back over those and, and think about all those different um, parts of, of the journey. But it also shows how much is out there. And we haven't even really touched on uh, all the areas. So why don't we why don't we go that yeah, direction? So maybe more in a broad, mm -hmm. broad spectrum of potential career choices are basically teaching. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the base and that's, yeah, and that's what we're all about here. New teacher talk. But um, then there's the next logical move was administration. Sure. Um, services, services like um, being a psychologist mm -hmm. as well, counselor. counselor, so on and so forth, working for the government in education yeah. and then in business or, and, or being entrepreneurial or as they call it, edupreneurial. Edupreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are kind of the, the, kind of the big, yeah. Roundabout. Interesting government add-on there is international schools. Sure. So teaching at like a Department of Dis Defense school. Um, mm, interesting. So, so that's nice. a potential opportunity to teach in another uh, country, but teach in English and teach um, usually like um, sons or daughters of diplomats or service uh, yes. men and women. Um, but I've had friends who have gone abroad and uh, they are working as administrators or principals in international schools. So that's another connection um, in terms of where you might uh, work. Um, yeah, what else you got there for uh, other very, oh my gosh. like breaking down yeah. some of these departments? So when I think of our department, our, our district, you know, business services, human resources, ed services, technology. Um, so those are kind of some broad departments. But inside those, you could have various roles like program specialists, coordinators, directors, assistant superintendents, as well as um, could be a curriculum specialist or instructional coach yeah. role at the district office yeah. there. So if you think of like there's a half a dozen different roles and a half a dozen different departments, that's like 30 or 40 different combinations that you could come up with. So for me, I think, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, 
the magic is find what you're passionate about, what you love doing, yes. and then look for that um, path or those opportunities and try to get connected and uh, explore it. Uh, I like if you Agreed. if you love helping people, for example, um, I was going to say in crisis. I don't know if that's the right word, but like human resources does um, counsel people and they do help people when they're um, under stress and in need. And that might be a good role for you. I mean, there's obviously a, a lot of other things human resources does. Sure. Uh, talent management. Absolutely. You know, identifying. Super people. important. Yeah. Very underrated. Bringing <laughs> the right you know, the right people for the right job yeah. to, you know, to lead our students. It's huge. Yeah. And having a it's passion huge. for that could yeah. be a huge um, blessing. And, benefit. and I think we have that in our district yeah. right now. We're very lucky to yeah, have yeah. who we have in that spot. Yeah. What do you have? Oh, uh, yeah. No. So I wanted to go back to the yeah. being an entrepreneur or entrepreneur. And it's in, in social media right now, it's chock full of opportunity. And mm -hmm. we see it um, whether you're, you know, doing stuff on the side as a teacher, like uh, teachers pay teachers, or you're you're working your Etsy game, or whatever <laughs> it is that your passion is that maybe you're you're doing, or you're doing that on the side. Maybe yeah. it's not connected to education. But one of the things I found an article which I, I found very curious is why the title of it's why teachers make some of the best hmm. entrepreneurs. And here's some of the highlights: they do not go into the field for money. And now, while you said, I think Fayette schools are offering $62,000, yeah. um, you know, we don't know what the cost of living is there. Uh, it's close to a big city. It might be expensive. Like we're next, we're just 30 minutes from yeah. Los Angeles. Um, and the city, or actually the county that we live in is super expensive to live in. So uh, while we have a high in minimum uh, salary, mm -hmm. we also have a high cost of living. So I think on a national scale, I saw somewhere where we're like, between 17 and 25 in terms of uh, income to mm. cost of living wow. ratio, what, if, if that sounds right. Wow. Uh, but n nonetheless, why teachers make some of the best entrepreneurs? We, we generally don't go in it for the money. The money is essentially, you know year by year what you're going to make, which is a solid right. thing, but you probably aren't going to make within your salary any more than that. You have some opportunities, right. extra hours and such, but you don't go in for the money multitasking mm. is in our DNA as teachers. Interesting, Right? Yeah, do, you, yeah. do you believe that? Do you think yeah. so? Yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of um, ways that a teacher, like when I go in the classroom, I have classroom management, relationships, interactions with students, but I'm also building curriculum, right? right. And I also may be coaching. Yeah. And so right there's three different roles. They talk where, about that many hats yeah. that we wear. Yeah. Parent, psychologist, the whole nine. Yeah. Like, there's lots of yeah. things that we so do. So that can actually build capacity to um, like start and run a business that might work alongside your classroom. Yeah, and a perfect, um, a perfect, another thing that's perfect for an entrepreneur is we know how to mm, communicate as teachers. We have to. Yeah. I mean, you're probably not a very good teacher if you can't communicate with your kids. <laughs> well said. With the, well, it's just true, right? Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be teaching if yeah. you can't communicate with your students, with the parents, the community, with your staff or your colleagues and so on. So that's just truth. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be in this area. Yeah. Um, but anyways. I've heard it said before, <laughs> you know, a lot of teaching is is selling, is like making something look attractive to the student because sure. students aren't always going to um, naturally want to study the subject you're, you're teaching. So uh, our beautifully crafted lesson plans are often scaffolding ways into the topic for students that help it make sense to them. That's sales, that's marketing, you know, and that's communication. 
Some people don't believe that, but we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> right, right, right. They just need to sit it and, and get it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. Uh, another topic. Yeah. Another time. Let's keep going. You know what? Um, I have a recommendation of a book. And Very cool. And we want to share it with you. Uh, it's a, called The Actor's Life. Surprisingly, I thought this was about teaching uh, a sir. survival guide. So make Je- that connection. Jenna Fisher, uh, Pam on the office. Um, and she's now on a new show. I forget the title. Um, so she wrote a book about how to survive as an act- actor or actress. And so when I, I read it over um, Christmas break. Cool. And the the surprising thing to me, like I, I went on right before this podcast and looked at some of the reviews and. Uh, the majority of them said just echoed what I what I thought it was like funny, um, very honest, brutal, um, brutally truthful. Um, cool. But the thing that I learned the most is she shows all these like hidden things that you don't know about becoming an, an actor or actress. And it made me realize how little information I had about being a teacher and how little information I had about the difference between a year one teacher and a year five and a mm-hmm. year 10 like i literally knew none of the secrets and there was no book out there like this a teacher's life the survival guide sure like if i knew i was going to be a director um back then i might have had some other approaches and other experiences that i sought out now yeah, i have the experience i need to do the job but having that path uh i highly recommend uh, reading her book it's hilarious and you may know her and you may already be a fan but it also is very easy to reflect on what types of guides do you have or not have in your um, current position. And it helps reveal like maybe some things you need. Um, like they, they have agents and um, um, people that help you find gigs. We don't have that. Like we've been talking about EdJoin and other sources. Sure. But it helps you realize um, you might need some more support and some more insight and more yeah, ideas and cool. resources. That's a great resource. Yeah. Love it. That's hilarious. hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, we've been um, interacting with some of you, and we'd yep. love to interact with more of you out on the socials. Yeah. Uh, Pablo and Wes on Twitter, on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, yeah, yeah. our PabloandWes.com, wherever it might be. We love talking to the people. This has been great. Yeah. Uh, that, since we started the podcast, people have been wonderful. Yeah. Got a couple of people that have been just lately been busy talking yeah. to us. So special shout out to Darian, who is at Teach Ms. Tanner. Yep. And uh, she's been uh, super on Instagram and uh, we enjoy her feed. Yes. And we thank think you, Darian. You too. And also good morning, Ms. Foster. Uh, and so we've been connecting with her and we enjoy that as well. Yeah. So where is she at? She's I, in. I think it's Malaysia. Okay. But she was in London. Now she's in Malaysia. Yes. And one of the cool things, just to give you uh, an example, is she was talking about kind of total physical response, and she was modeling TPR. some of that in video about teaching students English as a second language. So yeah, she I've actually seen, models I've that. seen some of her Instagram stories. Yeah. Ms. Foster, you got a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. Bouncing around all over the place. It's yeah, yeah. awesome. Keep it up. Keep it Good. up. I what? think they're still in school. I think, Maybe. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's it. We done. We That's out. It. Hey, so our yes. next next episode is going to be a summer book recommendations. Yes, I can't wait. We'd love to have a great or get, we may reach out in the socials for this yes. next one um, and have a little discussion and bring that onto the show. Yeah. I'm not sure what exactly we're going to do, but I think we're going to reach out and just direct messages or tweet yeah, at us. And, absolutely, and give us your summer book recommendations. We'd love to talk so to we you. Can share them. 
All right. Yeah. That's we it. Done. We out. All right. See you guys. Peace. Connect with us on social media at Pablo and Wes. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and all the podcast places on the web like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Overcast. And remember to get your free special gift at pabloandwes.com slash gift. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that might be.